I don't worry much if that's what you mean because uh, there's no point in that. And so you, you just live and, and look forward to the next thing. Yeah. And in each day, we're lucky, you know. We got like, we got food, we got a bed, we got a hot shower. What, what more could you ask for? Fantastic place. <laughs> what do you say to them who are waiting for life to drain away. Oh, what a shame. What do you say to them if they want to maintain the rage in life? How do they maintain their happiness for life or even grow it at this mature age of life? Well, first of all, they have to be involved with other people. They cannot be on their own thinking about the past and if they can get into some organization that helps other people, does some good things, that would be a start uh, to realize that other people are far more disadvantaged than they are and then start to count their blessings. I think that would be a good thing. Oh, I don't know if I can remember it exactly, but I read a somebody said um, if you can do any good do it now because you never know that you might not be able to do it later hey you've just joined a journey with bernie Greetings, dear family, friends and followers, and a tap-dancing celebration. Woohoo! To any of you who are joining a journey with Bernie for this very first time, my name is Bernie Kelly. And right now, it doesn't matter what I've done in my life, because I'm just grateful that you've joined us. If you give one minute of your precious time to this episode, I promise you, there is every chance you will identify actions and strategies, processes and routines, concepts and ways of seeing life that will help you, as they help me, to find greater love of life. Remember, dear people, love is a lifestyle. It's a habit. It's a way of viewing our existence. That's what this podcast is all about. What about my guests? Well, they come from all walks of life. Some of them might be CEOs of reputable companies, prominent sporting talents, university professors, but others might just be the person next door. It doesn't matter what their profile is. I'm letting you know now they have a special gift. They give us the spirit of joy and happiness in the way that they live. The question is, how did they get there? Yes, folks, that's what this podcast is all about. We're all on this beautiful adventure, aren't we? It's called life. Let's embrace it. And you have surely done that today by joining this episode of A Journey with Bernie. Welcome aboard, folks. It's great to have you with us. Dear people, let me tell you about this Saturday morning. Here I am in studio with Happy. But wind the clock 
back two hours and we were both together at the New Farm Brisbane Australia Park Run. Have you ever heard of the organisation called Park Run? What a phenomenon. All around the world, 7am Saturday morning, a community of runners, anybody, can come together and run five kilometres. At New Farm, it's very, very special because we get to run along the Brisbane River and I get to see my man happy every Saturday morning. And I got to tell you, this guy blows me away. The way that he greets the runners and looks after them and celebrates their effort and their time is very, very special. It just stands out. So much so, he played an instrumental role in Bernie this morning having a little personal best. Hey, it's nothing to scide about. 28 minutes and 51 seconds. How do you think I went happy? Great! <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful! Yeah. It would actually tied my personal best. So between you and I, when the email came through, I was actually a fraction disappointed. I was for sure thinking that I'd done my personal best. But hey, I enjoyed the experience immensely. It was your personal best. 28 minutes and 51 seconds. Yeah, but the other one, it should have been 52. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the timing mechanism doesn't quite get it right, but we're celebrating. You've already heard the voice, folks, and this is why I've invited him along here this morning, because there is something special about the way that he responds to life. And we needed to investigate and explore his speciality. Let's just start by asking the good man, how did you find this morning's New Farm Park run? I'm not talking about my run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the other 300 people that was there. What was your experience this well, morning? It was fantastic because as I gave a rose to many of the lovely ladies there, <laughs> Which was were all from my great grandmother's garden, of course, <laughs> and uh, it, the joy that I received back from the lovely expression and 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 it just emanates from those people that or that you say hi to and, and have a great day or something like that. It 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 is just so powerful it's like being refueled all the time but they're lovely people that runners are great people i don't know why but they just are (laughs) i'm finding it already amazing because you're talking about such simple things like first of all are you serious did you take the flowers from your grandma's garden well you know me (laughs) (laughs) actually i do know you folks and we've got a person here that if it comes to fun and creating humour, he doesn't mind walking the edges. What did you give to the fellas this morning? Did you give nothing, me nothing? nothing. <laughs> Insults. <laughs> but even that, you would have delivered in a in fun a very way, very yeah. joyous yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. I know it sounds funny, but I want you to drill down to one person. You don't have to name them, Happy. But was there an experience this morning in which you remember handing over the flower? 
and you just saw something different, something special. Give us a little highlight this morning, a story that comes to mind, that's top of mind from this morning. A couple of them, but one one lady or girl, whoever it was, I don't know who she is and and I, I don't think I've ever seen her before, but she just just glowed as if there was as if she's never had that happen to her before some and it just made my heart so joyful to see her so happy on a stupid little thing like that that i do it's just great well it's funny you 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 use the phrase there a stupid little thing but are you also suggesting that you realize that maybe for her it wasn't stupid i think you almost suggested that we don't even know whether this might be the first gift that they've received in a month, two months, a year. I think you're acutely aware of the need for people to receive such happiness, gift of joy. Is that something that you're aware of? Well, it's maybe very selfish of me, but when I do something like that, they give me more back than I give to them because the, the, they're just happy and they glow, kind of. That seems to be the way. Have you, you always been happy? Like right now, I'm thinking about taking you back to childhood. Were you born happy? Well, I, I'm very fortunate. I had a lovely mother and father. But, you know, the most inspirational thing to me was a bus driver. How old were you then when you experienced this bus driver? Five or six. Five or six. six, Something like that. Anyway, this bus driver, people looked out for him, and everybody that walked in that bus was greeted joyfully and enthusiastically, and and many of them did it back to them because they'd wait for the bus with him on it. Wow. And I thought, what a neat guy. And uh, I like to be like that. This is amazing. I mean, you're reflecting all the way back then to your childhood. Early childhood. Early childhood. And you're remembering a bus driver when you were five or six that was like a model. Can I use the word enthusiasm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A a model of enthusiasm. That's right. That inspired you in some way to want to be a little bit like him? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be like that. Wow. Yeah, wow. I think that was neat. And uh, my, But I must admit also that my mother and father were um, very instrumental in how I grew up. Did you want to know? Yeah, of course okay. I'd want to know. Well, my dad was a very simple man. He didn't even finish grade one, and he was... Just a lovely person, and he had a—he was a genius mechanically. He could take motors apart and put them back together, or watches, or anything. And he had a, a very interesting kind of brain. But the other side of Dad was that he loved children, just loved children, and he'd embarrass my mom because he'd. They'd be walking along together, and there'd be a lady with a baby bug. Oh, what a lovely baby! And he'd go over and, oh. and anyway, he used to also, um, and to explain my love for kids too, he used to take his bicycle, and all the kids in the street up and down would come with their trikes and bikes or wagons or whatever, and 
He'd take them to the top of the street. He'd lead the parade yeah, yeah. every day that the, he could, I guess, um, on the weekends and that. And uh, then at the end of the street, he'd break a chocolate bar into about, oh, I guess, 20 or 30 pieces, however many kids were there, and give them one each. And then they'd slowly follow him back. Right. And so he had a great love of children, and that was my start, I think. So my mom was a super person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. had her own kindergarten. Oh, you know. Wow. Just, yeah. Wow. And there's a freshness about kids that that you can't get anywhere else, and that keeps reviving you and making you be born again. I think. Wow, that's a, that's a um, well, I regard that as a, a a profound profound statement. Do you ever notice at the park run all those wonderful mums and dads that are pushing the pram yeah and their baby and their child is is in, and they're running it while pushing the prams i don't know about you but i get so much joy out of just looking in the pram and the baby's having a hoot yeah <laughs> and then and when it's able to walk they walk them and then yeah. they start to hobble along and run and yeah. it's just wonderful yeah. isn't it? they're good mums and dads yeah, yeah. very good one of yeah. my joys is is as i run and I see a, a young boy, I'm talking about maybe five, six or seven, yeah. and they're running the 5K. Yeah. And I just love giving them the thumbs up and say, go champ. Yeah. <laughs> go princess. <laughs> yeah. Well, when when you encourage kid, it, it's it's just really neat. But I used to give away medals and that, and, all, and I had uh, all sorts of little toys and that, but they don't seem to um, like me to do that anymore. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> they're, world they're has busy. changed, yeah. hasn't it? The world has shifted. No, I, I mean, the, the park run, it yeah. takes too much time off. Yeah, it takes too much time, but also it, it's funny how regulations stop us from joyfully and appropriately and sincerely interacting and adding value sometimes. Yeah. To to other people, but such as uh, such as our world, there are still other ways of of doing it. Coming back to your childhood, what I'm actually hearing here is, mum and dad were instrumental. There was always a great joy of children. How many brothers and sisters did you have? I had uh, three brothers, but none of them are like me. <laughs> one is one was a policeman, one was a crook, and one. What's the other one? Oh, he was a he was air, an engineer or something, you know, right. something boring. <laughs> I, I'm I'm tempted to explore the crook, but I don't think we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great guy. <laughs> well, I tell you what's interesting about that comment. When you say he's a great guy, uh, was there something that you admired about the fact that he played on the edge a little bit? <laughs> No, and that part of I uh, just sort of forget, but uh, he was a lovely person. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he was an athlete too, like myself and, and the other brother. Only one that wasn't an athlete was the engineer. But um, no, they were. he didn't play on the edge so much. He'd just gotten some bad company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, um, you know, it's a lot of young people who don't recognize that sometimes the company that they're with 
sometimes Influence. momentarily or you know over a period of time just steer them yeah. in uh, inappropriate places hey, yeah. welcome to, welcome to life yeah. that bus driver five or six years of old really was inspirational to you in teaching you about enthusiasm but you said something very interesting you said that his enthusiasm seemed to rub off on the other kids by by the way that the kids used to greet him. Oh no! This was adults that I'm talking about oh, that sure. that there weren't kids that I got you because there were 99 percent adults going on buses. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it rubbed off on them. Oh, it did because they would you know take the trouble to wait for his bus and and greet him back. That was the point that I'm making that. Wow. So they would delay their journey enough to make sure they got that good driver. That's but, amazing. Oh, it was. Well, you're, you're saying that his joy of life yeah. was so attractive yeah. that people would actually give up their time yeah, in order right. to experience him. Yeah, he was a neat guy. <laughs> I don't know why it is, but you're reminding me of something that someone once taught me about that energy of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware it comes from the Greek or the Latin word entus. And 2,000 years ago, if someone came up to you and said, you have entus happy, what they meant was you have the energy of the God within. (laughs) Isn't that a special force? (laughs) No wonder it's contagious. (laughs) Well, being enthusiastic is the secret, one of the secrets of, of a really happy life. Wow, that's a big statement. Oh, it's so important. And if you're not enthusiastic, it's hard to be as happy as as obviously I am. Yeah. Well, let me make a statement and you respond to it. I believe that everybody has inside them a well of enthusiasm very, very deep. Some just haven't learned to drink from it. Well, Would you the, agree with that or you have a different Well, I view? think a more important aspect is that they get it knocked out of them because when they show enthusiasm, if they re- get rejected from that or thought as silly or something, they take it personally and, you know, go like a snail, go back in their shell, whereas you got it. Forget about the the kickbacks and the knockbacks and stay enthusiastic. Forget those idiots. <laughs> I, I, I'm detecting that that your enthusiasm. Now, listeners, I'm letting you know, every time I see this man, he is happy. He He lives it and he speaks it and he's offering it to anybody that he comes in contact with. So I'm now asking Happy, I'm asking you, what do you do? How do you respond when some people can't handle your happiness? (laughs) (laughs) Is there a lot of people out there who can't handle it? Not as, no, no, not too many. Yeah. But but I'd I'd say, oh, sad, isn't it, that he's unable to, to be as happy as he could be. And do you recognize in them that they're perhaps not that way because you believe 
it's been knocked out of them. They're, it's fear and, and a fear of rejection, and wow. they don't want to to have that happen again. It's happened to them once, and that's enough to teach them not to be that way. I don't know why it is, but I love that. I, I, I love the the truth of it. It resonates mm. with me as a, you know, as a truth. But you are saying it still lives inside them. The choice they can develop it again, yeah. but it's very hard and yeah. difficult for some people to get over a mm. rejection or a you know a kickback yeah. because they're enthusiastic. But it's interesting if we listen very carefully, that rejection or that kickback has happened in their past, yep. and somehow they're still allowing that to dictate who they are yeah. today. They're frightened. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever? Do you feel as if your past is in the past and you, 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 you don't live it today? Do you, do, you, do you wake up every day and sort of like feel that today's a new day and fresh day and it doesn't matter what happened last week, last month, last year? Well, is that a bit of a feeling that I'm getting well, from you? I don't worry much if that's what you mean because there's no point in that. And so you just live and, and look forward to the next thing yeah and in each day we're lucky you know we got like we got food we got a bed we got a hot shower what, what more could you ask for it's a fantastic place <laughs> i gotta let you know folks that in my two meetings with happy before this podcast he was a little bit worried that he would have nothing to offer <laughs> and I'm letting you know here, right here and now, I hope you've got ears to hear because there is some real gold and some real wisdom in what he's saying here if you interpret his message as beautifully as he's giving it to us. Mm-hmm. Happy, wind the clock on. There you were, the five to six-year-old meeting that enthusiastic bus driver and learning from, uh, yes. learning from him. Well, we'll wind it on to um, your late teens and early 20s. You became a disc jockey? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I thought that'd be fun. <laughs> i got to tell you, I went into the station and to get a job as a disc jockey. And so this program director, he was a funny old guy, he gave me a newspaper. He said, okay, read this, son, or whatever he called me. And I read it, and he says, you will never be on radio. You will <laughs> never, ever. You, your voice is terrible. You went on, and you went, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I left, obviously, and I tried again a couple of times, and it's still the same story. But uh, eventually, I got a job because the Midnight to Dawn guy was drunk or something, and for some reason or other, I was hanging around, and they said, you better go on the air. <laughs> well, that lasted two days, and as soon as they found somebody else, they got them in. But I had a taste of it. <laughs> I kept working at it. Yeah. And I looked for good people on radio and listened to good people, but none of them were me or anything. But I thought, well, what they do? I'll do something a bit different. Anyway, it happened that I... I uh, got onto a station and I learned a little bit. Nobody taught me. I didn't go to school or anything. I just went blasting on. And um, then I looked for somebody that was the best. This guy 
bought stations that were number zero and he put in a format and they became great. So I went to see him. Oh, he said, oh, you talk funny. And I, and I gave him a tape. Oh, he said, we'll give you a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the referral I got from him when I left that station because I wanted to go to a big station in California, um, was this guy is going on to bigger and better things because I had the highest rating of any <laughs> on the station. <laughs> Something like over 50%. Or it was Hooper or some yeah. thing, and it was so high, and he wished me luck. And, yeah. I, and I went to another guy who bought stations and... She'd send me to a new station, make it number one, and then sell it. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> How many years were you on radio? Oh, I went in and out in radio. I didn't I didn't stay for more than a year at any one time. I just whatever whatever enthusiasm because I'd get interested in something else and do something else. Yeah. Let me understand this. If I was to come across so many of your listeners at this at this time when yeah. you are the, the, the DJ, you're, yeah. you're, you're the disc jockey. And I said, do you remember Happy? I'm sure they'd say yes. If I said, what do you remember about him? What do you think they would say was your your hallmark? What was your what was what was your quality? What did you offer them that 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 they would remember Day in, day out. Ah, oh, just crazy, wild. <sighs> crazy, wild. Um, never been heard like this before. Yeah. Great music. Bold? Yeah. Huh? Bold? Oh, you yeah. Bold? Yeah, you were bold. <laughs> yeah. And put on lots of concerts and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. what, yeah. But I had such fun on it. I had stupid contests and that. Yeah. But not in that uh, particular radio station. But I remember one of the contests that, or not contests, but things we had was I um, had a disease of the month club. <laughs> and he sent in 10 cents or a quarter or something like that. And and uh, we'd send you uh, disease of the month, which just happened to be uh, the plague, you know, what it's called. The bubonic plague, yeah. And... So we'd send them a matchbox with a little bit of cotton wool in it and a little bit of dye on it, and that was a bubonic plague. <laughs> and they'd pay ten cents for that, or whatever yeah, they paid. Yeah, and, and just fun, you know. So, so what I'm hearing here is is your your nature and your quality, which is a found, which is a foundation of this constant happiness. There was a little bit of boldness. Oh yeah, in, yeah. in you. you, you weren't afraid to. If your if your brother wasn't walking the borderline, you were. You oh were yeah, the edge. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> What's the benefit of walking? It's more fun. The... It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you always got somebody trying to beat you down or something. It's I don't know. Fun, it's fun, yeah. exciting. It must have been attractive to people. As well, like your, your yeah. listeners must have been attracted to to that quality of you. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of old car horns and yeah. <laughs> kind of, and crazy, crazy things. I think. Yeah. Good music too. That's that was important to me. Did they almost wonder what's he going to be up to next month? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah hopefully that yeah. would be something. That, so here you are. You, you've come to Australia. Oh, I love Australia. What do you love about Australia? Well, first of all, when I got off the boat, I couldn't believe it. There were no kangaroos jumping in the street. <laughs> there was no people with six guns you know, trying to shoot you or anything. But you thought you thought we were Westerners. Yeah. Well, we learned nothing about America, uh, about Australia and America. Nothing. And so uh, we knew nothing except there were kangaroos here. And and I loved it, and I loved the people, <laughs> so I just stayed. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you, what defines Australian as unique? What do you what do you see in Australians that's different? Well, let's say different than Americans. Oh, more don't give a damn. Yeah. And that's that's kind of refreshing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And not everybody, but that's that's what. I guess it would be a natural thing yeah. to say there. That laissez-faire attitude, that that don't give a damn attitude that you're talking about. Yeah. Do you think that it's a it's a quality that also can help people to find a bit of happiness, greater happiness? Yeah. Well, well, now did you? I I was going to say. I went to parties or barbecues, they call them, and all the guys were around the keg of beer or something, <laughs> and the girls were all in another place. So I thought, well, there's one thing. I don't have any competition here, and so I went with the girls because I don't drink or anything. So I thought, gee, this is a good place to be. <laughs> happy you're still happy. Oh, no, yeah. You are still as you as you get older, do you find it is it even easier to be happier in the maturity of life? I'm I'm sixty three years of age, perhaps older than you. I'm I'm moving further on into my life, but I find it easier to be happier now than I did even as a school child, as a teenager. Do you find it easier? No, it's always been. You've easy. always been that yeah, way. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> what do you value now in life that's different to that description you gave us as a child and well, as a disc jockey? What do you value now that's different? Oh, I don't know if I can remember it exactly, but I read a somebody said um, if you can do any good, do it now because you never know that you might not be able to do it later. And that's the only thing I could think that, yeah, but. You live that now? Yeah, I try and live that now, and mostly I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know this sounds silly. Could you repeat that? That was a beautiful quote. Well, if I don't you, know exactly how it went. It doesn't um, matter. It's, you, um, you got an idea. In. In case there's anything you could do now, uh, anything good that you could do now, do it because you never know when it could be too late. Wow. 
something like that yeah. anyway. But yeah. but it's it's an important message, I think. I'm reminded of a conversation that we had yesterday where you also had an amazing journey or experience with the Beatles. You heard, folks, the Beatles. Yeah, yeah that same group that spanned 40 years. I'm talking because the Beatles are Paul McCartney yeah. in the 1990s, but yeah. the Beatles are the four of them in the 1960s. Yeah. You know, What was your experience with the Beatles? Well... I became kind of friends with Paul. Um, he, believe it or not, is somewhat like me because I remember backstage in Portland, Oregon, um, and there was nobody allowed. They were sick of the press and media by then. And my radio, the radio station that I was working for sent me there to see if I could get an interview with them. Oh, so what do you do? So I thought I knew which uh, entrance they were going um, to go in. And I stood outside there, and a black car came with, you know, and I was standing right close. And Paul saw me, and he he opened the door and said, Hey, come on in. <laughs> and um, we went backstage. There was no other press or anything with him. And he and I climbed up the ropes backstage over the <laughs> curtains. And see, he was a playful guy like me, see, and to look at the audience. And, and I said, hey, I'm supposed to get some interviews with you guys. Oh, he said, no, he says, I'll interview you. Your paper probably isn't working anyway. So Paul interviewed me. That was, that was a lovely situation, but he's a wonderful person. John was, while he was alive, was a very thoughtful person, um, a little bit aloof. Ringo was just fun, and uh, <laughs> George was just as muso as but yeah. Paul was super. You obviously, the, the story you just told, you'd obviously met them, you know, sometime beforehand. Yeah, you're, I met them in Australia. Wow, wow. <laughs> so your connection with the Beatles was over a long, long time. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. If Paul McCartney was to walk into this room right now, would he recognise you? I think so, but wow. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm in awe. <laughs> Mulligan Tyre. <laughs> what was so great about Paul? He was just such a lovely person, but he had lots of fun in him, and that's yeah. something that yeah. that you don't always get in people that are famous. Yeah. So, and he was famous, so yeah. But just just a good human being. Wow. I can't, I can't explain exactly why, and. I don't know what to say about him. Yeah, except... well, I mean, we're talking about one of the great musicians, one of the great entertainers in the last, you know, well, I'm going to go 100 years, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yet you're saying that even a Paul McCartney, a great entertainer like that, the va one of the values of him was in his ability to be connectable. He was still a human being, so touchable, Relatively egoless, you, you, yes, yeah? I'd, I'd say so. What a journey, happy. Um, I mean, we're only just taking snippets here, you know. I, I was I born lucky, <laughs> I was born lucky. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. 
I, I, I get this sense there is an innate, maybe genetic code that makes you see life the way that you, you do. But you've also, you've also had your trials and tribulations. Welcome to life. Everybody does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You alluded to people before whose, whose trials and tribulations have knocked the happiness out of them but it's still a well of enthusiasm. It's still a well of joy that's mm. there, mm. but they don't tap into it. Somehow, you still tap into yours. In fact, yours has grown throughout the years. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the disc jockey, the, you, you fueled it even further by walking along the edge occasionally oh, by, yeah. by doing some crazy, crazy stuff. I'm glad we're not going there. I'd be afraid as to what stories would really yeah. come up. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some fun ones. <laughs> but real connection with, uh, even with great people like a Paul McCartney. But I would suspect that your connection with a Paul McCartney would be the same as some of the people that you'd have at the park. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way you said, yeah. yeah. You don't see status. You don't no. see title. Um, it just allows you to be a connectable Human being. Yeah. They're try, nice people. You're attracted to them, that's all. Try this for a, a final thought as we move towards winding this podcast up. Mm -hmm. Let's just pretend that in front of you right now, you're speaking to the local primary school. Yeah. And let's say the students are in year five or year six. They're 10 or 11 years of age. Mm -hmm. And you've got two minutes to say to those students, if you want to be happy like me, <laughs> this is what you need to do now. What would you say? I would never say if you want to be happy like me. because, But anyway, yeah. What would you say? I'd advise them if they can possibly use the enthusiasm they have and increase it and be enthusiastic about many things that they're going to live a much happier life. And the other point and most important point, be kind to other people, especially if they need it. Some people really, really are lonely or they're very, in some way, disadvantaged and if you show kindness to them and treat them as you would a more normal person um, and be, just be nice to them, that it'll reflect back and in the end, it'll make you happier. I'm not sure there'd be a lot of grade five and sixes listening to this one. No. This podcast. So let's go to grade 11 and 12. We're talking <clears throat> about young people who are 16, 17, 18 years of age, maybe. Does the message change in any way? Is there something else you would say to teenagers and young adults? You'd have to be a bit more sophisticated about it, I imagine, but I would say that kindness is still, um, or probably the most important aspect, and enthusiasm is... At, at, at least very, very close to it. But it's unfashionable in many cases for a person of that age to be enthusiastic. Uh, 
it's cool to not be enthusiastic. And that is so sad. But if you can resist that, you become stronger yourself and you will stand out. And in life, you will make it. Whereas many of the cool people will never make it. Wow. Because they won't be happy. And and be enthusiastic for other people when they do good things. Oh yeah! <laughs> I've got the funniest <clears throat> question here because you're almost saying that enthusiasm and kindness stands out so much that it's actually worth. Something. You would never do it for money. You would never do it because you're trying to accumulate a, a dollar or. But you're, you are saying that it's such a standout quality that some people would pay for enthusiasm and kindness in their employees. Oh, yeah. Well, you do well if you're in sales and you're not a, a phony baloney, but yeah. that you're enthusiastic at, and you've got to really mean it. You don't, you don't pretend enthusiasm. You've got to believe it. You can't you can't pretend for a long time. Yeah. No, you you no. might be able to pretend for a day or two. Yeah. But you either it you are it or you keep on developing it and you keep on evolving it and as it is a part of you it becomes a very attractive quality to many people. Well, it it's also when you're talking to teenagers, it's also very important to realize that they're they're People that are the same age and similar age and that, they want to impress. And those people are not necessarily impressed with enthusiasm or kindness um, and it, at that stage in their lives. So it's a very difficult road to hoe for a 15, 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old. And... So I I don't think it's an easy thing to do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Although you'd be interested to know um, that that in my work as, as a coach, I, mm. I do coach leadership and opening up children's eyes to their possibilities, and I do that in secondary schools. So, for mm. example, this week at the Hunter Valley Grammar School, I got no problem mentioning um, the school and the grade, the Year Tens. At that school, they had an experience in which for one hour and a half, their challenge was to see the good in the other students in their class. Mm. And I created an environment in which many of those students had the opportunity to stand up and announce the good publicly that they saw in another. Isn't that wonderful? And happy. I'm going to let you know what happens is that it empowers other students to do the same. And if in a class of 100, I can get 7, 8, 9, 12, 15 students standing up and seeing the good and speaking the good publicly, it becomes an environment that really empowers the student body, the whole class. That's fantastic. And it's, it's amazing the impact upon them. In a way... It's amazing on one hand and sad on the other. It's sad because they've never experienced it before. Mm. But when they do, 
it's invigorating for them and it yeah. releases them. Yeah. So what you're suggesting to our young people here is please know that if you decide to be so authentic, so real, and so enthusiastic about your life, you could be making a massive contribution to the young people that are around you. It and, can be contagious. You know what, though? Think of what the other student that's being talked about feels. Yeah. Isn't that? Oh, that would be phenomenal. Oh, I've, I've seen tears develop amongst the students, but these are happy tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're almost like, oh, at <laughs> last I've been recognized for who I am and the value that I, that I have. Yeah. Hey, wind the clock on a little bit more. And let's pretend we're speaking to people like me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've announced I'm 60 plus years of age. Yeah. 50, 60, 70, 80 year olds. Some of us. 90, 100, 105, <laughs> 110. Wow. They're out there. They're I want to run a marathon <laughs> when I'm 110. <laughs> you got a long way to go, young yeah. man. <laughs> I don't go very fast now. <laughs> What do you say to them who are waiting for life to drain away? Oh, what a shame. What do you say to them if they want to maintain the rage in life? How do they maintain their happiness for life or even grow it at this mature age of life? Well, first of all, they have to be involved with other people. They cannot be on their own thinking about the past and... If they can get into some organization that helps other people, does some good things, that would be a start to realize that other people are far more disadvantaged than they are and then start to count their blessings. I think that would be a good thing. But I think in that journey they would meet other people that they could associate with because a lot of elderly people don't have too many friends left because they're all dead. <laughs> mm, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think getting into some organization is critical and then saying to themselves, hey, what can I do that could help others? I'm not very good on this, I'm very, but look, I can do this. Uh, maybe I could coach such and such. They have to figure out something that they can do. And you know, I don't care if it's making sandwiches in a place for people that are on the street or whatever it is, but but to do something other for other people and hopefully it will make them feel more worthwhile themselves. I think that's an idea anyway. Well, I don't think it's an idea. It's what I actually see in you. No. Every Saturday morning, yeah. 7 a.m., New Farm Park Run. They, oh, they will have. Well, I have fun there anyway. <laughs> but there are 200 to 300, sometimes up to 500. Yeah, 500 sometimes. 500 people from that community yeah. turning up for a five-kilometre run at 7 a.m. And it's cold in the morning. Right at the moment. Oh, very, very cold. Yeah. But I'm letting you know, they may not know your name. But they do <clears throat> recognize the joy and the energy that you bring to those mornings. Yeah. A, a living example 
of the power of happiness. Oh. And young man, <laughs> I am so delighted that you decided to join us on this particular podcast. And Can I, I get you. a plug in? I've done about. You get, you do I've a got plug. about three hundred and fifty park runs down and about 150 voluntary <laughs> and may it continue because you make a massive contribution to that community and i also know you're involved in many other communities yeah. as well and doing great things happy thank you for being a part of and thank you for the glass of orange juice i appreciate that <laughs> It was the least I could do. Well, I wish you'd had popcorn, but anyway, it's life. <laughs> Cheers, folks. You Thanks. heard from Happy and a journey with Bernie. Thanks, Bernie. <laughs> Bye. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode of A Journey with Bernie. I loved it. Of course, contact and connection details of our special guest today and any references to resource materials, books, or educational sources. They can all be found in the podcast notes or event description. Do go there, folks. Our guests would so welcome your feedback and hearing from you. Now, for those of you who have previously rung me about joining our forthcoming adventures to Nepal and those glorious Himalayan trekking trails this October and in April of 2023, it is truly great to have you joining us. I am so thrilled. But I know that some of you are interested and haven't rung me. So may I suggest you visit the website of Global Immersion, www.gitravel.com.au. Then ring me. Ring me immediately on my number, 0412 Four, four, four. Now, if you're ringing from outside Australia, then you're going to have to use the country code of plus six one four one two nine eight two triple four. Gee, imagine you and I walking to Everest Base Camp over fourteen glorious days, or summiting Nepal's highest trekkable mountain. It's called Mara Peak. Maybe absorbing the beautiful Gokyo Lakes is your thing. Just call me. It'd be so great to have you on board with us. Embrace the journey, dear people. Thank you for embracing this episode. Enjoy the journey. And just remember... Remember.